0: Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special one today. It's your host, Alex Kunz. I'm sitting here at Hot Tongue, and we're doing a 2023 wrap-up. What a year. Oh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, if you know what I'm saying. We have 33 episodes now, crazy. 1,641 minutes of pizza talk. I don't know if you've watched them all, if you've missed a few, Well, we got a recap that is going to go over some hard hitters, if you know what I'm saying. 35 states out of the 50 have been tuning in to Pie to Pie, which seems pretty fucking lame to me. All right, America, where are you at? I'm going to need all 50 states tuning in. I know I got some love out there in Canada, though, and that's really what matters. My Canadians, you know what I'm saying? Eh? So... Me and Matt have compiled some hidden gems, some funniest moments, best advice, best startup, and of course, the best outtake. At the end, we'll get to most watched and most listened to episodes. What is a hidden gem? Well, sometimes it's easy to miss some of these knowledge bombs, if you know what I'm saying. So we picked a couple clips that you might have missed. The first one being with Janet and Robin of Pizza Baby LA. Janet and Robin had a very special friendship, which you could feel and sense the whole time we were talking. We talked about self-doubt. We talked about what it is to be a leader, so many important things. And it was a really special moment because they had only been operating for three weeks outside of their ghost kitchen. I laughed a lot and Pizza Baby's pizza was fantastic. Another episode that had so much information, literally thought I was speaking to a doe wizard, Chadwick from Two Doughs. Not only was Chadwick so warm and inviting when we got to his place, but Chadwick was so well articulated in the way that he explained his, his dough formulas and his processes and just his philosophy, his background, and just his positive mental attitude. This was probably my favorite clip of the year. So I have always tried to articulate like what it is to be a pizza maker in Los Angeles and... Between him and Tommy talking about it being a blue-collar town, and and really no one thinks of Los Angeles and goes, yeah, that's a blue-collar town. But Chadwick really nails it with this clip.
1: No, we're coming from like renegade pizza Yolos over here. We don't have DOP and VPN, and you got to stay in this box. We've got like no box, no rules. What makes the perfect pizza? Guess what? I created it check it out. And each pizzapreneur is saying the same thing. Like we love what we do. It's got our stamp on it. It's got our name on it. This is, you know, it's got our struggles written into it. Like check us out. That's pretty, I got goosebumps. Also Chadwick, you are a handsome
0: man. That clip resonates with me because he talks about DOP VPN. And really it's about there being no box, no rules. And I feel like so many pizza makers on the West Coast and out here in Los Angeles have come from other places and maybe taking pieces of home and they come out to LA like everybody else and they get to be whoever they want to be. Their pizza doesn't have to fit in a box. Of course it does because that's what a pizza box is for. But it can be whatever it wants to be. You know, you can take pieces of New Haven, New York, Canadian style. I don't know what that is, but shout out to the Canadians again. And you can make it your own. I don't know. I I feel like sometimes people have so many expectations about pizza and really it's a free for all. It's a fucking Royal rumble. You should be able to do it exactly how you wanna do it. Whether you're in LA or you're in Kansas, I mean, making the food that you wanna do and doing it your own way, I think that is so important. And I think that the younger generation coming up right now is, is doing all of those things. And it's really exciting to be a part of that. Not that I'm young, but at least I can go talk to them and feel young. No cap. Moving on. So go check out A Tale of Two Does with my boy Chadwick. Moving on. The funniest moments. O-M-G. That means, oh my God, boomers. (laughs) A purple pizza eater with Tommy Lasorda. kind of similar to what I was just talking about with Chadwick. But uh I'm gonna rewatch this banger right here, you know what I'm saying? Look at this guy.
1: I, I it's like a name that tune version of like tell me you're from New York, you know? And they this is what they it's the best. It, it's uh they go this this is good pizza. And they go, Oh yeah? Well, thank you so much. And then it's like and I I know good pizza, <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. And now it's like a bit; they're, they're, they're getting it out. Yeah, yes, You can feel it coming. You know, I'm. Uh, yeah, and I'm from New York. Yeah, it's like okay, but thanks, bud. Yeah, I saw that coming a yeah. while ago. Oh, it's a, and it's it's I I can I I'm not kidding. I, it's a posture straight up when someone walks up and goes. okay here it comes and all and all of our guys like at this point too they we all just sit back and wait for it because and I, i don't know what that is i don't i just don't
0: what is that this is this is a funny ass clip because it's so relatable if you own a pizzeria you can you you can feel somebody from the east coast coming in you know what i'm saying matches told me there's very few people from the east coast watching this podcast not surprising you know why they don't need to watch podcasts like this cuz they know pizza you know what i'm saying somebody's eating the pizza and they're like ooh this is good pizza and and right when they say and you know it you know it's coming you know it's coming out of their lips all right the funniest moment we had to pick two because I don't know, this, this could be an easily missed if you weren't watching the podcast and you were listening to it. To me, looking back, I didn't even really know what was going on when we were recording it, but we were at Tony Baloney's with Mike and a customer comes in and we are actually talking about, like, customers and educating them. Anyways, I'm gonna watch this clip again. I like that Matt just named this clip Angry Customer. It doesn't go their exact way, and it's a one star for you. Well,
2: not only is it one star, the tough thing is that you have a customer literally.
0: I was, I she goes, I we're we're talking about getting one star reviews and customers being unfair, and she goes, I was trying to look at your menu online, and it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I'm looking at your menu online. Didn't
2: make any sense. To oh my god! yeah, that's a
4: good example.
0: Yeah. Good... She then, in in the in the slice display, there is pizza called the Sicilian Swine Fighter, and goes, "There's not enough pepperoni on that." And I will, I wish we could show you a picture the, there's like literally half a bag of Rosa Grande uh, pepperoni on this pizza.
3: But right? Like, so this is a good example. You want to fucking bleed out? Like do this, just bleed out. Is that is that what is this the enjoyment you want to see? it's like watching people get hit by fucking cars. I know, which
0: people watch yeah. on TikTok. If dude. you like that, then yeah. it's a
3: fucking
0: problem. Yeah. So Mike then says, like, they just want to stab me in the throat and watch me bleed out. And I don't know about you guys, but if you run a, if you run a pizzeria, especially a brick and mortar, sometimes it feels like that. So Mike's out there in Atlantic City just trying to be an innovator. He's, he's doing some crazy stuff. He's making, I think he was making jerk chicken in the back and he makes some pretty wild pies, not, not like your traditional pepperoni. And it's, it was just so interesting to be kind of talking about this and having this woman come in and literally saying she didn't understand the menu. Uh, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, If you've looked at a Tony Bologna's menu, I think what you didn't understand is the creativity and the passion that maybe Mike had, you know, in creating some of these off the cusp items, um, and then to come in and just sarcastically be snarky and kind of rude. It was, I mean, I find humor in that because if you don't, uh, the other emotion is anger. It's interesting the way people react when they don't understand things. And I think that that's really the point where we were getting at. And now I'm looking back on this clip and I'm thinking maybe this is the saddest clip and not the funniest. Both these clips are very funny, but the episodes were packed with great, great info. Tommy of Lasordas, The Purple Pizza Eater, great episode. Tommy's story is amazing, and a true pioneer, that's a pun, (laughs) with Mike from Tony Baloney's. Mike shares a lot of knowledge, and it was just such a treat to sit down in AC. I really hope that if you haven't watched these episodes, you go back. If you have, I would revisit them. They are great episodes. So, moving on to best advice, and... Holy shit. I was so excited for this episode because Prime Pizza has been around since like 2013 and I think they were kind of the beginning of maybe this new era of of pizza in Los Angeles. I would like to say they were they were I don't know if they were the first, but to me they like them delicious pizza nista. They were like these cool like new york style inspired slice shops uh and prime was definitely like on the forefront of that it was really great because i had reached out to zach prior about four weeks or four months before the episode to talk about expansion and what it takes and he was so giving of his time and his information and then sitting down with him was just i felt like every single thing he said w- was prolific building a prime dynasty with zach was probably easily one of the best episodes for advice on growing your pizzeria on running a pizzeria and they are doing it right my friend told me he has gone to the Altadino location that we actually filmed at, and he says it's been like a 90 minute wait every time to get his pizza and so they just they they ain't missing right now. They don't miss Prime Pizza. All right, here we go. Look at me. How do you ensure that every shop you open, you do it with the same integrity as that first one?
4: I well, I'll start off by by saying that, you know, even though we have seven shops, you know, and it feels like we've kind of accomplished, you know, something beyond just having like you said a couple of shops. I still feel like I'm learning every day and I definitely don't feel like, um, like, you know, I have all the answers on the contrary. Like I feel like I have none of the answers still and I'm still learning every day. So it's it's a constant work in progress. Um, I think, you know, it's about having really good people. It's always It's always about people, right? Like it's about having really good people who you trust and you do a good job. And then communicating to those people what's really important to you, you know? So like for us, the pizza quality is is front front and center always. Like we never want to backslide. We always want to be making our pizza better. Um, and so that commitment to quality has to be understood by everyone who's part of the team and everyone who's opening new shops. Um, me and my partner James are still really involved. Like you know we're still really involved in the business on a daily basis. So. We haven't stepped back and kind of handed it off. You know, we're still really involved in making sure that the seventh is as good as the first, you know. And, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that, like, we always succeed in that. Like, we don't. You know, it's a constant, constant work in progress. And my team is really dedicated to making sure that those quality issues are addressed right away. You know, so like we're staying on top. We have, you know, daily manager communications. We're checking, you know, any customer complaint that comes in through Toast or online or through email, it gets addressed, if not that day, the next day, like, you know, pretty much right away by the managers. So we're trying to stay really on top of that and make sure that we're catching any signs, any qualities, you know, quality issues right when they happen and addressing them.
0: I think what's inspiring is that even after seven units, that Zach is so open about learning every day and it being about his team and good people. And I think that that's really what it's all about. To grow is to constantly be learning. Your your business is a direct reflection of your values and your attitude and, and hiring those people. And and creating opportunity is, is all the things that Zach talks about and more. So do yourself a favor and go revisit or watch for the first time Building a Prime Dynasty with Zach from Prime Pizza LA. We couldn't do just one because one of the other episodes that was full of great advice was A Slice of Life, 40 Years in Pizza with Jimmy McHugh out there in Brigantine, man, Jim has been doing it since he was 19 years old. And he drops bomb after bomb after bomb of knowledge. And it was, it was so good. It was so informative. Also, this one gets the award for most hungover episode, me and Matt got in, we hit the lobby bar hard the night before. We were fucking turning up at the hard rock out there in Atlantic City. I'm pretty sure Matt slept in the bathroom. As my brother-in-law, Teddy McHugh says, we got a little jammed
2: up. You know what I'm saying? What is your definition of success? Longevity, like for being around this long, and the and the friendships. Like treat people, learn names. You know, that's one thing we were taught back in the day. Learn your customers' names, learn about them, you know, talk to them. Because when it becomes personal, then you know, when shit goes wrong, they're gonna, you know, your friends and your family or whatever are gonna have your back. Yeah. Type of deal. So that, you know, that to me, knowing all the people that I know, that's success. Yeah. The personal touch. Yeah. The money comes with it, but yeah. it's not all about money. You know what I mean? You gotta have family life. I know so many people that have been You could work 100 hours easy in in this business, but you're not going to watch your kids grow up. You're not going to coach baseball or, you know, whatever, little league hockey, anything like that. And those years, you'll never get back. You know, once your kid's 15 to 20, they're lucky if they, you know, they're working with you or they want to be around you. You know what I mean? Because you're like, you know, you weren't there. You're basically like an uncle. Not a dad or or, or a mom. How have
0: how have you maintained that work life balance?
2: It's hard, but you just got to sacrifice. A lot of people, especially in the beginning, you don't want to give up the money. You know the extra payroll and this and that. But you got to sit there and, and think about it and say, if are you losing one hundred thousand dollars in payroll, or are you losing ten thousand dollars in payroll? Like, it all depends. Like, you want to be an absentee owner? All right, yeah, you're gonna have a lot more payroll, but. You know, we were never like that, you know. We're when we're getting our butts kicked, we're all yeah, getting there. our butts kicked. You know what I mean? And I think that also helps to come back to the why we have such a low turnover rate. Yeah, because we're in the trenches, just like everybody else. It's not like, hey, can you work a little faster? Yeah. As I'm standing on the other side of the counter, going, hey, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm getting Give my ass kicked, if I'm all floured up and yeah. or you know Frenchy, you know whatever. I think that goes a long way, too. Of course. You know, when your employees, you know, see you doing it, too. You know I mean? Because there's so many people that just want to be. Lead by example. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lead by example. And that's what everything, whether it's sports, I think life, you know, with your kids, lead by example. They're going to watch and see what you're doing. That was incredible. So (laughs) that was insane. I
0: was lost in the sauce right there. God, Jimmy McHugh also probably wins wins the award for best hair man just listening to him talk makes me want to live on that island take me back he talks about a lot of really important things there you know he starts off with friendship and and knowing your customers and it none of it's bullshit because when we were walking out and he was saying goodbye to us like uh, this couple walks by and he was like, Hey, how, how, how's the kids? Like it was like straight out of the movies and they had like a full conversation and then they went on their way. He knew most of his customers by name when they were coming in and it was just, it. it's such simple advice, but it's so important to, you know, to have that connection with your, with the the people that come and spend their, they're hard earned dollars on your pizza, you know, talking about work-life balance too in there about, do you need to be there every day? Does, is it gonna be 10,000 or $100,000 in payroll? And like, what does that time mean? I think for younger pizzapreneurs and restaurant owners, it's easy to get sucked in to feeling obligated to be at your restaurant all the time because you think it's gonna be burning down without you. But the fact of the matter is, if you're really good at what you do, you can set up the right infrastructure so that you can have a life outside of your restaurant. And I'm not saying be an absentee owner, but you should be able to spend time with your family like a normal person or normal-ish person and create some, some healthy boundaries. Also, he he touches on, you know, being in the trenches, I think it is really important to have your team know that you that you know how to make pizza, I've worked for people where it's just like, this dude doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. And putting an apron on and getting flour all over you or cleaning the bathroom, or taking out the trash or getting on your knees and cleaning some baseboards, not ever being too good for something. And I don't care if you've run a business for one year or you've if you run it for 40, you know, if you can't do those things that you expect other people to do, you're definitely not a team player. And I think that, you know, Jimmy touches on that and so much more. And that's why if you haven't watched this episode, uh, 40 Years in Pizza with Jimmy McHugh down there at McHugh's Pizza in Brigantine, you definitely should recheck it out or check it out for the first time because it's a great episode. Best story sean from secret pizza la to me has a crazy story so many pizzerias popped up during the pandemic and have moved into brick and mortars but i think what sets sean apart is that he is in a brick and mortar now he is still making pretty much 98 percent of the pizzas himself and it's all pre-order still he's open from thursday to saturday and He is doing exactly what he wants, how he wants to do it. Sean has critically acclaimed pizza. He's been written about in the LA Times multiple times. He winds up on every list in the city and his pizza is just that good. And he loves Costco pizza. I love that about Sean. Sean started out cooking pizzas in his apartment in Hollywood, just selling them out of his house, out of his apartment. And... He was critically acclaimed back then. I think Infatuation and Eater wrote about him. Sean, who had never worked in an actual pizzeria, did things his way. Was very, very meticulous in in the way that he did it. He waited for the right opportunity, and the right opportunity came. He also took a risk, too, because he was running his pop-up out of Hollywood and his pizzerias in El Sereno. So I think there was a big concern that it would be tough to get people to go out there. And that's not the case, but for the full information, you're going to have to recheck out or go watch the episode with Sean from secret pizza, LA, Sean, it's not a secret anymore. You know what I'm saying? The secret's out, but you know that cause that's what your t-shirt says and your pizza box. Anyways, moving on. One of the, Longest episodes, if not the longest episode, was with Mark Schecter, Square Pie guys. Also runs a little Instagram account called At Pizza, and we cut a lot of this this uh, this episode down. I think it was actually four hours, and we cut it down to about an hour and forty minutes, and we shaved off a lot of good stuff. We're gonna run this clip. This is the best outtake with Mark Schecter. About Mark shitting his pants.
3: Yeah, no. Com- well, com- comedy humbles you a lot, but I—I I don't know. I, I kind of like—I just like doing it, and it—it it did give you that like thick skin. Like I'd go up on stage and tell embarrassing stories, and then you go in with all this fear, like people are gonna think you're weird or your friends aren't gonna like you. But it turns out your friends are like your biggest supporters, and I try to put together that basically—you know—you tell your like real trauma and you try to do real stuff. So I was just talking about how. Like, my dad, my dad, God bless him, amazing shape, about to be 80 next year. He was, like, a fitness nut, ran the New York Marathon a bunch of times, like, was, like, lifting weights every, like, you know, had, like, a million, ate a million, vitamins, was, like, pescatarian, like, very healthy guy, health obsessed. And same thing, like, my mom, same thing. I was just, like, somehow always overweight, always just getting this, like, feedback from my family. I love you parents, by the way, just put, put that out there. But, you know, in my, as a kid, I was, like, can I eat? Should I eat? Like what? I have, I have like these food. <laughs> I basically I have an eating disorder, which yeah. I, I, you know, I go to therapy. I work on that shit. But all this to say that that's, that was the background. Like my dad would be like telling me not to eat stuff and then hiding chocolate in my freezer and then mad at me when I would go eat it. So then we go to this Mets game for my friend's 15th birthday. And his dad's like, boys, whatever you want to eat, it's on, it's on me, this, this game. So every inning, I'm just like, cool. Ice cream, soft serve, great. Pop Popcorn, Cracker Jacks. Personal pizza, You're going in. sushi bar. I went in. The game goes to extra innings, and I'm sitting there like sweating bullets, in, like the twelfth, like fuck. Like, and this is like a playoff game, so it's like the Mets had a period where they were good. So I'm like fuck, like, I got go to the bathroom, and we're, I'm like in the middle of the road. and I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll hold. I'll be fine. So the game finally ends, like 15 inning game, and I'm like turning white. And we're walking down the stadium, but I'm like, uh, Mr. Newman, like I go to the bathroom, and he's like, Oh, we gotta get to the car, like, you know, that dad, like, I gotta beat the traffic. So I'm like running out, like ass clenched, and all this stuff. And I get in the car and I'm like fucking pale, like cold sweat. Oh my god. And I'm and all my kid. all my friends are like, you know, you get to the car, everyone's like, shot not middle. So I'm fucking stuck in the <laughs> middle. And I'm like, yo, dude, I gotta go. So I get out of the car and I go under the subway uh like uh overpass in in middle of queens Where most people and i'm can't. like i'm just going to piss cuz i thought that would help and i go to piss but then all the shit comes out <laughs> and i i i, 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 I wipe my ass with my boxer briefs and like leave them on the ground there and i get back in the car and i was like oh bro what the fuck <laughs> so yeah that that's my stand up career in a nutshell pretty much <laughs>
0: That's like the saddest story I've ever heard, I know. dude. Thank you, thank you, thank it's you so much. It's so sad that like you, yeah. Were just, fuck like, you, Tony. How just, dare you? You're just a kid that like you got like you. You're afraid to ask to take a shit. No, it's
3: because my parents told me I couldn't eat anything bad. I went crazy. I had no limits on myself. And the embarrassments, so yeah, like stacked up, right? Like I was like, ah, it's fine. Like I underestimated, yeah. but like, man. I made some kind of cocktail in my stomach with all that
0: stuff. I think there's a metaphor here. It's when you hold things in for mm-hmm. too long. Yeah, you're gonna shit your pants. That's right. <laughs> or <laughs> damn dude, the underpass, the smart queens, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was pretty funny. I hope you. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did rewatching it. Uh, Mark is a funny guy. Anyways, best outtake, Mark Schechter go check out dope pizza worldwide that episode was a lot of fun and mark is a awesome dude and square pie guys is the next great american pizza chain okay don't fucking forget that all right most viewed episodes people usually like like these countdowns most viewed episodes on a youtube goes to Number three, reshaping the pizza model with Sean from Secret Pizza LA. Sean, congratulations. Number three, and congratulations to me for people watching this podcast. Like and subscribe on YouTube, please. Number two, make the pizza you want with one of my favorite people in this world, Lucky Nick Nick Camacho, Nick Macho Man Randy Savage, Nick, the only person that got the buzzer on this podcast. Nick was the first episode, and I owe a lot to Nick. Man, that episode is great. We're going to have Nick back on for a full three-hour episode. Anyways, number one watched episode. Can you guess who it is? It is was Christopher Wallace from Ozzy's Beats, Abits, as you say, a New Haven state of mind. Chris was a great guest. I remember meeting him right outside the Americana. We went down some sus elevator and wound up in a bar. It was a great episode. He is just such a genuine dude. And I love you, Chris. Number one, a New Haven state of mind. Go recheck that episode out if you haven't, it's fire. All right, ah, the moment everyone has been waiting for, the most listened to audio episodes. Number three, one of my favorite episodes with Tom and James of Pizza Pilgrim's Live and Let Pie. Man, this one was great. They are just like tycoons out there in the UK. Live and Let Pie is number three most listened to episode. Big shout out. I would definitely go watch that if you haven't yet. Revisit it. Man, I'm going to watch it after this. Number two, and this one is crazy because the, the the pod has actually only been out while we're recording this for two weeks, but Mr. Matt Lyons of Tribute Pizza Tenacious P who number two, listen to episode. People were frothing at the mouth for this one. We put out a picture of us together at tribute and I had never gotten so many DMS before people were horned up for you. Matt Lyons, such a good episode. Matt's space is beautiful. His story is beautiful. Matt. Lions of Tribute Pizza. What a name, too. All right. The number one most listened to episode this year was Dope Pizza Worldwide with Mark of Square Pie Guys. Mark, you son of a bitch. Number one. I know you inflated those numbers just like you do on the pizza account. Just joking. I love you, Mark. That was one of the funniest fun times I have had on this podcast. That is a no-cap. It was really, really delightful. If you want to laugh, if you want to learn, if you want to live, laugh, and love, I really recommend going and listening to that podcast, Dope Pizza Worldwide, with Mark from Square Pie guys. So I hope, I hope this episode was fun. It is really a treat to be able to go and meet these people in person and talk to them about their journeys. you know, I hope in the new year, we can continue to have as amazing guests as we have. If you are in town from somewhere, hopefully Canada, I wanna get some Canadians over here, hit me up. You wanna stop by Hot Tongue, get on the pod, please hit us up, hit us up on Instagram, just DM us, or you can go to our website, pie2pie.com. If you're in town, we're going up north. We're going to do a little San Francisco NorCal tour. We're going to be out in Vegas in March. Uh, if you're out there, hit us up. Maybe we can work something else. We're going to have a little uh, little hotel room set up at the Wind. Hit us up at pi2pi.com, or you can DM us or email us. I just want to say thank you because it's really, really nice to have people... DM me or email me about all the things they've gotten out of this podcast. I have always just wanted this to be a community and, and, and a connection for people to make and be a resource myself. And it's been so nice getting to know everyone who's been on the podcast, but also it's been really great getting to know people that are listening to it and understanding your guys' struggles. And that's what this podcast is about. It's not easy. It's not easy doing this. It's not easy being an entrepreneur. It's not easy being your own boss and and hopefully this podcast kind of sheds some real life light on on the struggles of of what it takes to open up a business and maintain it correctly. Hopefully, you know, we continue to be a source of of knowledge and I know we will be because y'all have such great stories and and great things to say, and great things to share with people. And I'm just happy to be some dude who sits there and listens and says, you know a lot. I feel very, very blessed this year to have had so many great conversations. I just want to say thank you. So if you have gratitude for this podcast, you know what you got to (laughs) do. You got to like, subscribe, go write us a. Rick an awesome review over there on Apple Podcasts. Give us the five stars, same thing on Spotify. Just hit us with the five stars. Really, I do wanna say thank you to anyone who has just listened to an episode or watched an episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and it means the world to us. We got a lot of good things cooking for the new year and we're very excited. I hope everyone has a great new year. I'm signing off for the last time this year. 2023, we out. 2024, let's fucking go. Love you. See you soon. Can you take me higher?